Yeah, it's got the beginning has some massive subsonic bass, and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. So watch it's a out. Woofer workout because yeah, you're probably playing it. Really the subs loud. would do the same. Pro- have the same issue. Yeah, they'd be moving like crazy. ago we did a video on what is flat mm-hmm. and flat by what we meant is flat frequency responses and you know uh the recording's flat playback is flat yeah what people of, call neutral yeah neutral and you know we basically did the, by all means look back and watch the video it's it's fairly lengthy and we go through a lot of different iterations but in the end there is no such thing as flat so now a lot of people now take that and let's take it to this, the whole concept that people appreciate live music, right? And say, well, you know, playback should sound like live music. And it's like, all right, so is there a reference for live music? Is live music flat? Uh, and, you know, when you think about it, all the places that you've, anyone that's gone to, to listen to live music, they're all dramatically different in yep. terms of their acoustics. And, and depending on where you seat, you're seated, or you know, depending on the band playing, the maybe even the temperature and humidity. I don't know, but the bottom line is that the, the, the live venues vary wildly, indoor and out. So well, then, what's what's the reference there? It's not even the, just the venue though, because they have the same problem you have at home. Because like usually you're playing through speakers, obviously at the venue, so they have the same problem with amp speakers, everything placement. Yeah. So, plus the different venue. So. Yeah, and the acoustics and the way to control it, yeah. especially if they're indoors, geez. There are some situations where the instrument is loud enough to be able to fill the space you're in, maybe a piano or string, of in- string instruments. However, you still run into the same problem in larger venues, and you still run into room issues, even in the situation of something like that. You yeah, reflections. A, right. A string instrument in a small room is going to sound different than an open space, a field. And there's even differences within that. You could have small differences in outdoor spaces based on what your surroundings are, whether or not you have grass or dirt or sand or things like that, whether there's structures, buildings, trees. And people come up with all kinds of ways to define a reference and flat and neutral. They have reference curves that people are people tend to prefer things to sound like but that doesn't necessarily always mean that that's what it's supposed to sound like that's what it does sound like in real life and on top of that real life can sound massively different well i know one thing that like, i think of that's different like is like in a recording you know like in a studio setting or whatever you got everything's got a mic on it right so yeah. the microphone's picking up the subtleties of the string and all that in, in a in a in a live space you're you're relying on reflections and acoustics to bring something to you from an instrument playing without amplification amplification. that's the thing yeah so you so what i'm saying is like live you would not hear the string subtleties it just doesn't carry that far it's too low in level you hear the string yeah you don't have a mic right next to it (laughs) yeah so you can't hear that where it's completely different when you're micing it in a studio and so you know you think about live has a different feel all around to it maybe more full or bodied, right? I mean, because it doesn't have the detail. Well, the the other thing is live well, acoustically, um, without just a few mics, 
you you could hear the whole picture. Obviously, you're sitting in a room, right? Yeah. There's not individual points you're listening to. So obviously, it'll sound completely different. Yeah, they'll kind of combine together to sound like yeah. the whoever intended it to sound like sounds like. That's but, a point, though, because I think most people fail to recognize how large of a difference there could be in the intent of whoever's mastering or whoever's editing this, putting it together. And um, when you're live, when you're actually next to the instruments, you're hearing how they blend together naturally. They're individual levels and how they all work together. And after it's actually on a, a record or online or posted, published, when, when it's completely done, somebody made a decision along the way for how loud things should be. And you could move one level up and down because everything's typically mic'd individually in a lot of these cases. You could shift things to sound to what is you apparently natural or neutral. However, it may not be what it actually sounded like in the room or in that environment at the time. And it may not be how it sounds actually if you're there. Well, I, I, uh, I heard uh, two, two bands um, at the same venue, same day, in the same position, and one sounds better live than in the recordings and the other one sounds worse live than in the recordings that's crazy yeah. and it, that's the thing it was, everything was the same speakers were the same I was in the same spot right and it was completely like I'm like these guys suck live but like <laughs> the recordings are fine you know? yeah so that yeah. happens you get that a lot and maybe whoever they have on the show with them when they bring them on the road it doesn't quite have the technical ability the skill the hardware whatever it is to be able to make it sound the way they want yeah the magic of mastering at mm. that point yeah because right, you have time worked. right you have a considerable amount of time when you're actually mastering this thing when, you, when you're getting it all set up and it may not be available to you in a live venue maybe you only have a few hours to get it ready because somebody was in there before maybe you even have less maybe somebody else has total control over everything so live when you're going through speakers not only do you have the issues you have at home but you have additional issues on top of that. Was that indoors? Yeah. Yeah, I mean, if you think about that, it's possible that the one band's been there before and knows the, knows the acoustic. Well, it could be, yeah. You know, or, or whatever. They, you know, They're both actually coming back to the same venue in a couple months. Yeah. And actually, Mike that works here, he's actually going to the same venue I went to. Yeah. Uh, it's in Massachusetts. Yeah. Uh, and uh, hearing one of the bands. What's the name actually, of the place? Uh, uh Palladium or something like that. Uh, I don't yeah. know. It's in Worcester, Mass, or something. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, then people maybe some it, people know the place could chime in on comments. It's on pretty the, small. Yeah, and they had modern, new, like just giant racks of JBL speakers, uh, and it, we were like twenty feet away. Those nice directional JBLs, <laughs> yeah, the yeah. thin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, they're designed to put out a certain radiate in a certain yeah. pattern, and so I mean the system's probably set up nicely. So, yeah, the question is, why did one sound worse than the other and versus a recording? And, you know, it's funny when you think about that, but, I mean, you don't you don't know until you do, of, like with us with shows, it's the same thing. You, until you're in the room with a system, you don't know, you don't, you, you get an idea where, if you've done this long enough, you have an idea where you're going to place the speakers. But you really don't know until you start playing if they're actually going to sound good there. Yeah. And you may wind up, we've had some rooms where you've got to wildly move the speakers, like, way far from where you thought because there's just something going on you didn't expect. Usually from like a back wall or something like that. Yeah, I mean, you just don't know sometimes what will interact in a room. It's 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 like with height, carpeting, and then you got, if you got open spaces to one side and not the other, now you got a left-right imbalance you're dealing with. So you're trying to remove reflections from one side that are on the other or vice versa. But yeah, I mean, and it's the same deal, you know, with uh, live, you think about it. I mean, you're in a, depending on where you're seated, 
you know, you'll get way more reflections off of one side of the room or the ceiling than the other side. And especially in an indoor where it's designed to amplify the instruments, it's designed to force the acoustic out your way, it can't possibly do it evenly across the entire room. Well, in my case, though, it, the room didn't really matter because we we're, <laughs> we're so close to the speakers. That yeah. It didn't, I mean, right. like, I, could, I could almost touch them. It's near, so near field. Yeah. yeah, and very loud. Yeah. But that's the thing. They were using the same equipment. And I didn't. the band I preferred live... I never even heard their music before. I like it was so good. I bought the album yeah. uh, when I got home. Yeah, cool. And it sounds very similar um, on their. Well, I got the uh, LP, but I'm assuming the CD would sound the same. What's it sounds similar to the live. The trouble is when you have a venue like that, flat in does not equal flat out. And this is the case with anything. It's just a question of whether or not you want to talk in absolutes. And generally speaking. If you want flat out, some distortion needs to occur on the way in, some adjustment. Um, and there's going to be, of course, different bands, different people that are more capable and understanding of how to achieve the desired sound in a variable venue. Um, and other people, well, they don't care. They don't have the time. They'd have to train. You'd out. have to train yourself. If you're, you spend if a lot of time. The, if you're on the source end, yeah, you've got experience. to understand. You got to understand. You got to really take the time to understand what what you're laying, what you know, what you're playing, how it how it results at the other side of the things, on the playback mm, side right. of it. You really got to... The trick here is because it requires some degree of experience to be able to get the sound you're looking for in a variable venue, some people do this, some people don't, and you don't get a flat, uh, consistent sound from all different venues from the same artist. And this tends to mean that you don't really have an absolute reference if you go to one concert. You don't really know how they sound live. You know how they sounded live then, that day, but that doesn't necessarily mean that's how the instruments sound, that's how there's, the people sound. There's a, there's a good chance that like some bands are better at playing outdoors. Yeah. Maybe they play outdoors so much that they don't yeah. deal with acoustics. You're just used to and now you take you know, yeah. just you could go raw, just go raw outside and there's so much space that you know you're not really you know, you're not resonating a room. Hmm. Now you put that same band indoors and it's like, Jesus, <laughs> just way too much energy. Well, you know? On that album, I think it's the first track. If you, if anybody has a well-used 40-year-old pair of DM2000, they're, they're playing it back on. Hmm. Yeah, it's got, the beginning has some massive subsonic bass and it's just like, <laughs> yeah. So watch it's a woofer workout. Yeah, because you're probably playing it really the subs loud. would do the same, pro have the same issue. Yeah. They'd be moving like crazy. It's not ideal. No. Usually they wipe that out. Yeah, yeah. it's kind of scary. It's yeah. like, oh, yeah. lower the volume. So, yeah, I hear you. Well, I don't know if we really like... I had a little food for thought, I guess you would say. I guess, yeah, you know. It's it, a complex subject. Because it's, it's funny. You, you hear that, oh, well, you got to compare to live. And I'm like, well, okay, well, what exactly does that well, mean? We get to be like, oh, live 1976, this exact venue. You got to be right. more specific. Well, yes, nobody has a response curve for that, though. Yeah, and I, I could see, like, if you're on the stage with the band or near the stage and, you know, you're not going through amplification, that, to, to listen to each instrument live is certainly interesting. It's something that everyone should have a reference to, I think. You know, what does a stand-up bass sound like five feet away, you know, or any any instrument, you know? Or a horn twenty feet away, <laughs> mm. you know. I mean, those some of those instruments are. I mean, it's a, when you see like I remember back in the day when you guys were young, you go see the school band, you know. Oh yeah. Anyway, you, uh -huh. it, it'd be it's amazing how loud some of these instruments are in a simple 
auditorium in a high school setting. Yeah, it's I like, guess it helps if you were in a band. You definitely know. Yeah, you know, there's people right next to you playing instruments. So I mean, they don't. They seem diminutive from a distance. Like you look at them, like, how loud could that drum be? And then a whoa, it's like boom, the whole room just goes off, and it's crazy how you know. How but even then, there's artistic license to some degree because you can control the volume of different instruments based on the number that exists. Because some instruments you can only play so loud, right? Right, and other instruments, well, they're way louder than the other ones, so it kind of drowns it out. And you don't necessarily want that, so we need three of these and one of these and six of these. Symbols near if you're near somebody playing the drums and cymbals, mm -hmm. wow. Pretty Those loud. things play freaking loud. Well, if you're going for it, yeah. yeah. I mean, you know, nothing like on a recording. Like they got to dumb that down on a recording. You've got to lower that level. It would blow speakers up if you tried yep. to do that. That that amount of dynamic ranges is nuts on a real instrument. So you could see where it'd be very difficult to reproduce that on a speaker system or a headphone system. It'd be really difficult. Yeah, well, we were just doing it at a local dealer not too long ago. Remember, I'm playing one track with cymbals, and yeah, each speaker completely different. different. Yeah, in the, the same room, yeah. same system. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. We were looking for decay. Yeah. And uh, yeah, some are obviously better than others with that. Some that some have no decay. You just hear the initial and that's it. And others will go out in three, four seconds. Same recording. So yeah, it's uh, yeah, that's that's the way it works. But acoustics have a lot to do with that too. So and and again, I think you lose a lot of that in in live. You wouldn't get that kind of decay. Not at a distance. It's not possible. The levels. That level, that acoustic level at that point where our strings decaying or the drum skins rolling out, you know, is too low to make it to well, any distance. And if you were sitting close enough to the speaker where that wouldn't matter, then it'd be too loud and you'd just be, you'd blow your ears out anyway. So, yeah, so I, imagine, <laughs> I imagine that the lesson learned is that in, a, in an actual recording or a studio setting, there's a lot more information on each individual instrument than you can get live. Mm -hmm. So there are Usually. pluses and minuses to both. Um, but I don't know if I'd say that live is a, is considered could actually be considered a, a reference tool Probably for not, playback. Really. I know? think it's a good, useful metric. It's a good data point to have. But generally speaking, that doesn't mean that's how it's going to sound on the recording. And most recordings, people are going to intrinsically shoot for a compressed dynamic range. And people complain about this. And, yeah, there are certainly merits there. But it makes sense to some degree that there's going to be some compression because real life can be ex exceedingly dynamic and it could be to the point where it's problematic where people think nothing's playing there's nothing there we've had this comment many times actually at shows people think it's not playing but it is it's just very quiet mm. then they turn the volume up and whatever classical or something that they're playing back then gets super loud and now it's way too loud it overpowers <laughs> them right mm. so yeah. it, it's trouble if you try to seek the dynamic range you experience in everyday life you could run into issues um, well, it just doesn't, it's not really possible. It's impractical you know, to achieve that. Dynamic, and, that type of dynamic range is extremely difficult to reproduce. Right? Well, depending on what you're recording, especially if you're recording like a rocket launch, you know, 180, 180 dB or whatever, that would be hard to reproduce. Impossible. <laughs> well, <laughs> you need a rocket. That's, yeah, well, that's one way. It would take a lot. Yeah. 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 So there you go. Something to think about. Something to think about. Yeah. Yeah. So that the... You know, because we just you, you see that a lot, where these ideas just keep being conveyed over the years. It Pe seems reasonable. People enough, tell right? stories, and oh, you got to right. know what live sounds like, and it's like, well, yeah, but okay, how does that equate? Like almost anything in life, once you start to get in a little bit more, you tend to realize how little you know, and it makes everything very complex. Yeah. 
right? Just Usually there isn't a great answer. It's it's a, a rainbow. Yeah, especially in audio and music, things aren't as simple as they appear. They mm -hmm. never are. Right. Thank you, everybody, for watching. Thumbs us up if you like this content. We just hit 13,000 subscribers. Yeah, yeah. Looking forward to hitting 20,000 soon. There you go. Yeah, so... Uh, make sure you hit the uh, subscribe, subscribe, subscribe. Mm -hmm. We want more subscribers so people realize who we are <laughs> yep. and what we do. Something like that. We're just trying to bring music to people. Mm. That's what we do. Been doing it for decades. Trying to make people think. Yeah, think and listen. Okay. Listen. You can listen while you think. Exactly. Or can you think while you listen? I think you could do both. Mm -hmm. Although some people prefer to do one or the other. Mm -hmm. I don't blame them. Mm -hmm. Take care, everyone. <laughs> <laughs>